Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Can't Stop Snapping. As always, my name is Brad, otherwise known as Brad Sever. And Teddy, what can't we stop doing? We can't stop snapping here for the new year. Great to see all you guys uh, joining us back again. New year, new us, new snap roadmap, patch leaks, new cards. Brad, this is like one of the most news-heavy weeks since they announced Higher Card Series. Like, it's a banger of an episode we have for you guys. Yeah. But we just finished a previous whole year and a whole season. So uh, we did this before where we did our own season recaps. I wanted to do it again with you. Brad, you have yours up? Yep, I am going to it now. All right. right, You can place your your bets in chat on who you think Brad's most played card is going to be. There we go. Oh, would you look at that? A little meta sheeple over here. (laughs) Uh, I played a lot of Miss Marvel because I played. uh, So my number one play deck is still Lockdown. Yep. That's why I used to hit, hit Infinite, was the yep. Nihilus Lockdown with Miss Marvel and stuff like that, which we'll be talking about her a bit later. And then towards the latter half of the season, at the end, when I switched over to Conquest, I was playing a lot of the Sarah Control list that ran yep. Miss Marvel. So that's pretty it, much all I did. But Miss Marvel is just in everything. Loki runs her. Black Knight runs her. Like It feels like it's actually to the point where you're leaving points on the table if you don't play Miss Marvel. One of the yeah. like the only deck that will not play her is like, well, I guess Shuri doesn't play her. Destroy and destroy, which you can argue well, about how valid those are in the so, meta. Let's 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 say this. Well, but I think Black Knight decks... is the only discard now, and it runs her. Oh, it does. Hmm. Yeah, I would say decks that are all in on a on a specific game plan that are so nightly uh, or tightly knit. I had a dyslexic yeah. moment of swapping the letters. So tightly knit together of like what they're aiming to do. Think of discard being, um, I, I think destroy. the previous discard destroy being so like, you need to run all the cards. You yeah. don't have, they can't fit a uh, turn four break to play Marvel. Exactly. And they can't afford to run Zabu to kind of maybe break that tension a little bit to even to, cause like, that's why I like about the Sarah control list is by playing Zabu or Sarah or sometimes both, you have mm-hmm. the ability to just wait to play her until later. That way you can dodge your opponent's en- enchantress and stuff like that. Um, and uh, then you could just drop her in the late game. And that's always a nice play to have done. So, yeah, you just don't have the room <laughs> in the other ones. Yep. Uh, let's see. My favorite card I upgraded 27 times was Nebula. I was just trying to get a split. Just trying yep. to get a split for her. I, I mean, that getting, is getting one. That is my first noired card on the main account because i didn't get my foil with orbits <laughs> i kept on going for foil with orbits and i got noir instead i'm still hunting so <laughs> oh, like, the roadmap uh, i'm really excited for the roadmap guys with the selectable yes. splits and borders but we'll get to that at the end of the episode your mascot is forge you're so yeah. close to a nice win rate. It's a I little know. disappointing, Brad. We're going to have to pump it's up these numbers. So but sad. 68%. So which deck is this on? I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Were you time. trying like Destroy for a little bit and actually did really well? Or were you I, playing into... I played, I played like a Deadpool Destroy list like maybe less than 10 games at one point in the season just to get a Destroy challenge done. Yeah maybe that's what happened yep 
because when interesting like, it's, it's it has to be one of the decks i played a little bit of like uh, like just a or is it a bit. bounce loki bounce like were you playing the loki werewolf i bounce? wasn't even doing that that much but then again it's also a full month of decks yeah playing, exactly i can't i can't really remember small sample size you were testing it out it actually did really well but you lost a couple games or and that's yeah, the thing just, is it's win rate it not cubes right so you could have right. won but then ended up not liking the deck Mm-hmm. Because some key matchups didn't go your way. Yeah. And maybe it yeah. was just like one of those decks where I was like playing around with it in the early run and I'm like I then I switched to the like the lockdown deck of like I need to just just get through this infinite push. Yeah. Uh my most effective card was Titania. Won eighty two percent when playing it because a little I dirty junk it. on was this on the uh, hot no, location of the it was not this was no? not a junk deck I do not play titanium junk deck anymore because I don't like that kind of style of deck that much I would prefer just the traditional lockdown with just the small package of Sentry Hood and Nihilus um, yeah this was a zoo deck I know that for a fact because I was prepping of what a zoo deck would look like with Kyra before her release. And I was playing around with it, and then I also played a bit with her on release. And so far, it's uh, it's done pretty nice. That's insane. Eighty-two percent win rate when you play a Titania. Zero is great. Also, when you just like hold <laughs> on to her until the last turn. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've I honestly, be, you. I ran her and Martyr, so there are times where like you kind of choose. Mm-hmm. And like she's the better zero target by far because if you just fill your board, martyr oh, yeah, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I thought she was great. Um, she's good in Zudex. Who would have thought a one five? Uh, I got a nice round number of thirteen hundred and fifty unique cards now, so that's cool. Sweet. Probably more than me. Yeah, I, I don't split so too many, often. There are so many variants of like when I kind of go through them where I just see them and i'm like i didn't even know i owned that yeah I just don't really pay attention uh and the last two my lucky location was camp lehigh when 81 percent of the uh, games it appeared was not even really playing surfer so i have no idea why <laughs> um i think again sarah control likes this location because it just gives me stuff that's playable and stuff that just becomes a two cost if sarah's on board so usually it helps me out and then I saw flooded the most, which I'm gonna assume was also yours. But let's let's you know let's go take a look at yours. Yours isn't the full screen things. You just sent me the shared version. So first off, you played Nico 569 nice times. That is a lot. I played a lot, Brad. I got sick over the holidays. All I had was Snap in the frigid Alaskan North. I played a lot of Snap, my friends. And Nico turns out she's really good, incredibly versatile. She's made it into a couple of my like go-to grind decks. I played a lot of yeah. Destroy actually, um, and she was in that. Played a lot of Thanos throughout the course of the season, and she was in that. So um, she just worms her way into almost any deck that I can fit her. I try to. I really love this card. She's great. She's one of my favorite yeah. cards in the game. It's just uh, at the moment, she doesn't really fit in the decks that I'm playing. Um, but I'm excited to kind of uh, see what this season brings and see if I can shoehorn her into a deck yet again. Uh, but next one, you have your most upgraded card. I guess we'll, no, we'll do the win rate. The yeah, go to Odin here. 70% Odin win rate, baby. Is Odin meta? He is not. But when you're running a Wong Wombo combo deck with Odin, you win when you get to play Odin. <laughs> 
Hey. I, there was just a bubble in the meta where I saw no Cosmos, and I was like, right. Wong is just free. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was good. Now, I think you're going to be in a very good spot if you're an Odin enjoyer, both you, Teddy, and anyone listening, once Beta Ray Bill comes out this month, because oh, yeah. I think that curve of just three Thor, four on Beta, uh, five Jane Foster, six Odin onto Mjolnir and Stormbreaker is just yeah. sick. Uh, and of course, to say nothing of the, uh... Grandmaster and Lockjaw being in the deck as these multipliers, if you don't hit both um, Odin and Beta Ray. Yeah, so yeah. I uh, I did the episode of uh, Snap on Ego with Chris, and we were talking about of like uh, of Beta Ray Bill and like uh, Grandmaster, and I was like I. I was like, these both go in the same deck. That yeah. uh, that uh, Cheerios style um, hit monkey Thor kind of deck. You run, you just take out because before it ran Luke Cage and uh, Yellow Jacket because that synergistically worked in the deck um, because Luke Cage just turned it off and it was another free zero. Take those two out and run Grandmaster and uh, Beta Ray Bill. I know you're losing yep. a zero cost. But you're gaining another one technically through Beta Ray. Beta Ray, yeah. Um, and uh, just being able to use Grandmaster. It's a zero a cost, cost, one power too. It's just yes, yeah. Uh, being able to use Grandmaster on either of those, uh, you know, the things that are spawned in, either Stormbreaker or Mjolnir, using it on Hit Monkey on five, for example, um, uh, or just going uh, like Hit or, Monkey, Hit Monkey. If you go. If you go hit monkey and like there's Mysterium a card five, in February that's gonna make your one cost free. Hit monkey is like alive and well, guys. In the future, yeah. that's the, gonna these, be terrifying. These are gonna be insane. But yeah, so I, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, I'm super excited about what on reveal stuff and what Odin could have in store uh, moving forward in this season. Uh, then we have your most upgraded card was Iron Lad. Uh, Got a new variant. Finally, I was on the base variant for forever, and so then I just I got this guy. Um, I don't actually like it all that much, but I'll play anything other than the base art. I like Ink Pulp. I think they have cool art. I'm looking forward to that bundle that's coming out this month. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I already have the previous um, Spotlight variant for Iron Lot. I have both of them now. Uh, so I already have a really good split that I like on that one, which I'll maybe I'll keep upgrading later on once we get uh, the border swappable stuff like that because right now i have a green crackle so i have green border with gold background and i'm like that's perfect i'm not touching it um but i can turn my attention it's, to trying to get a good split on this bad boy so it's not going to show it but i only have 920 unique cards compared to your 1350 so i do split i'm way behind cards. on the split collecting but that is a little I mean, bit look, by I, choice. I already have like 30 plus splits of Darkhawk alone because it took yeah. me 20 something to get a crackle. Yeah, um, it's crazy, man. So uh, so that don't worry. I just, I just have worse luck than you. Let's think about it. There's that more way. things to chase coming out on the roadmap, Brad. But I am again, I'm getting I'm so excited for this roadmap, man. I just want to live and snap in like the future already because the patch right. notes. I was already catching myself on the climb to infinite. Like, no, Miss Marvel doesn't do that. You have to play two cards. Ah, <laughs> I had already retrained my brain. It was hilarious. But this Doc Ock, 65% win rate. This was the Thanos nonsense. Mm -hmm. That was so big with Blob for a little bit. The deck got yeah. refined based on having so many mirror matchups and then kind of got 
overshadowed by some of the stuff that we see now with the Sarah Control reliance on Miss Marvel and Black Knight. Um, but I think that Thanos deck is still fine. I've played it a little bit on the Climb to Infinite here. Interesting with Doc Ock being able to trigger Scar now if that adapts things any, but it's a fun card. And then you saw Limbo 175 times. Now, were you playing Magic? That one's a little bit baffling to me because I played a lot of a deck that I run Storm in with my marvelous Eliath um, yeah. lockdown deck. So yeah, that, that's not... the whole reason that mine was uh, was flooded because I was running Storm yeah. in my. It was because deck. I think I had a Surfer deck I was grinding games on with um magic in it but yeah and it's not going to show i'm surprised that it didn't give me my winning location like i, I straight up don't have it it's not that it didn't translate to the graphic it's that they never gave me yeah, my win rate me location either. no they did oh oh they did that's right yeah no, I'm, so uh, I'm silly you're just they just love you more brad i guess uh maybe that's maybe because yours... it's because you have more variants and splits you put more money in the game so i don't <laughs> i don't get it put in your credit card again to see this stats info why can't that Best be on the roadmap the uh how much money did i spend <laughs> yeah give me show me that show me how much money i've spent a year no 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 i want like a stat tracker like this recap but like more in depth and just i can access any time that's what i want oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be cool i, I want to see yeah. like like all the cards sort of buy cards and like i want to see like my win rate for each one and stuff like that that'd be really cool all right so if we project to next season what do you think your most played card is going to be well how about we just do what do you think your most played new card is going to be probably grandmaster because it's two cost yeah, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be playing a lot of that deck because I'm gonna play I that think... monkey deck the week Grandmaster comes out, and then yeah. I'm like, all right, beta, come right in, boy. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's looking like a highlight for me right now. Between looking at Scar, Kyra, Kyra is really good. I think Kyra is gonna worm her way into a lot of things because Shang Chi is everywhere, big cards are everywhere. Right. I've got so many. I'm reading the Matrix. Brad, because I'm like, I would probably play Selene a lot, but Annihilus is getting his arms cut off, so maybe I go away a little bit. I don't know. I think prior to the patch leak, prior to the patch leak, I would say that Selene right. out of the new cards we've gotten. So we've bef- from since the last show, we've had Selene, Scar, and Kyra. I would put Selene as my favorite. I think Scar's fine but kind of clunky and mm-hmm. i think kyra is great but i just really love junk <laughs> so that's kind of where i'm falling on these guys so i think i do agree that kyra is gonna be pretty much everywhere um but i do think that it's she's gonna kind of settle i don't know like do you do you think that she's gonna be like a tech card that you just can run freely in most decks or is it going to be like she ends up finding i think there's gonna be like a like a like a bell curve right where she climbs 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 in terms of like the amount of people that have her and all the decks you see them in and then uh i think that's here's the thing is like she has some very sneaky utility right the ability to play into locations that destroy cards with cards that she makes invincible is a cube stealer 
Yeah. I don't think she worms her way into into everything, but I think that anything that is going to cheat big cards to the board is going to want her. So the lockjaw, it's a no-brainer. This discard Mm. Ghost Rider stuff is a no-brainer. Loki might even or anything with magic, of course. But Loki, a card, a deck that might be playing discounted six costs early, could run her as a setup. So, question for you. you: You mentioned the discard deck with like the black knight and stuff like that. Yep. Does it really want her that much? Because that deck usually, like, I mean, you, it has two ways of sneaking into locations it's not welcome in already. Um, like the same way Kyra would in both the Ebony Blade itself that can't be destroyed, and then Ghost Rider being able to leave behind whatever uh without it being destroyed now of course yes if you play the ghost rider early or priority or whatever and your opponent's able to shang chi over there still then that can result in that lane being a tie uh or maybe they already had a card there so they get the win there because they killed your infinite on like death's domain for example yeah Um, and then that that's where kyra would be great anyway but how often does that in particular happen Uh, so where you think the discard deck is looking at her less as I sneak into locations with this and more as I'm free now if my draw order gives me discard into Ghost Rider to go ahead and play that early rather than have to save it for the Ghost Rider final turn and that then reallocates energy in the later turns to other power producing cards. It also means there was a little bit before the Sarah one kind of homogenized the black knight decks that they would run wave to cheat stuff down to the board early as well yeah and i know that's competing for the three cost spot but you could do that you could then play so you do like wave on three six costs down kyera keep them alive and then your blade ghost rider finish whatever it happens to be right yeah i don't know like i've been interested in going back to like a black knight deck uh, a black knight deck to try and uh, try it out but there are so many different versions and like all these little tiny numbers are like all over the place from what i've seen yep and it just makes me like not believe in the deck as much when there's that much disparity between all the different versions um oh well i i don't believe in I'll, the deck if you want a vote of confidence playing over the course of the holidays enough games to get my almost 400 nico games yeah i saw out of like top fifth rank 50 and plus players that i competed against they're like 90 percent on this black knight deck hmm. they believe do you think black knight becomes the new loki so to speak at the top yes 100 percent. Uh, when the when the patch leaks are breaking the ankles of its competition Black Knight is going to, unless people find a hack against it, I'm worried. Well, it's almost, it's not quite, but it's almost feeling like the they buffed Thanos kind of moment. Remember when his deck was just taking over and they'd already locked the patch changes from an earlier meta and then they uh-huh. ended up buffing Thanos instead? It's like they didn't buff Black Knight, but they're taking out his competition when it feels like he's actually ahead of the competition right now. Now, they are hurting Ms. Marvel, who is a core of a lot of the Black Knight decks I see, but... I think, but I think, so 
I guess we'll jump forward a teeny bit because we talked. We've mentioned this Miss Marvel change a couple times, um, and it makes sense contextually with the Black Knight and all that stuff. Yeah, they're changing her if these patch notes are to be taken as truth. Which yes, they were posted on the official website. What I mean right. by that is, I would treat them the same way as a data mine. They could yeah. be subject to change for a yes. couple reasons. One, because we've seen that happen before. We've seen like a leak of uh through a what's it called a early build of like a test server through someone not not test server but an early build version of the game where um a creator was like they got access to try out a card early we saw Goliath drop down in power and then his power was changed even more than that based on the patch when it came out um you and i are both in the creator program where we do get to see early access to some of these patches and things like that we haven't seen official early access to this one by the way just to let you guys know but there have been instances in the past where we receive one version of the early access to the patch and then two hours later where they are like oh correction that's an old version of the patch here's the newest one and there are subtle changes uh throughout the patch so with that being said i think some of these could be subject to change um but the Miss Marvel thing is she's going from a four five ongoing plus five everywhere else to a four five same thing, but now you need both unique costs and a minimum of two cards rather than one in that lane. And I think that is actually a genuine hit to certain archetypes, certain decks. I think lockdown it is, because now you now Jeff was like gravy, right? Just like get the extra three power if you need it. Yeah. Now you need to commit Jeff to that Professor X lane if you want a Professor X on like four or five, right? Um, yes, it's a hit to that. It is a hit to Junk that would often have like right. a Nihilus hanging out alone to proc the Ms. Marvel. And it's a little bit of a yeah. hit to the Black Knight that's only putting a couple cards down, um, oh. but wanting like the Ebony Blade to get that plus five. And I was going to say that I feel, like, I feel like Black Knight, based on what I've seen with those decks when I play against them, I feel like because they have things like Blade and they have smaller cards to be able to kind of proc their discard. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I think they can get away with this a bit more effectively with this Miss Marvel change than a lot of other decks can. I think they're a bit more uh, in a position to be able to play two cards in either lane and just say, I'm going to focus. Because I mean, now you go like Miss Marvel mid, and now your focus is because what you have, you go Blade and Zabu in like one lane, right? There, yeah. There's that right there. Then Ghost Rider brings down a card. That's that procs lane. it. Then you can do Miss Marvel and like your Ebony Blade in like the middle, right? Something yeah, like that. And that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Miss Marvel still gets played in every deck that was running her before. Like, I don't think this nerf actually makes her give up her spot to any other card. And I, I think she has to get nerfed again. <laughs> I think she needs to get <laughs> yeah. less power. I mean, this, this, the 15 power on a four-cost card, I love that they're making the brain teaser of getting her to work a little harder. But listen, even if you only proc her on one lane, she's a 410, which is like right. a, still a stat beat stick, which is yeah, too I, much. I think at the minimum, she should be... Uh... I don't know. Heck, like maybe. What if it was your lanes have to be filled, and all unique costs to work? Like that's the kind of level of restriction I, think, I, think I want to see. Kills her though. Good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but good. I don't know. Like a Loki. There are I decks would, that I'd could like do to it. See, I'd like to see four four for four. Okay, Before I like that as we well. Do anything else? I like that as or, well. Or or hear me out. 
because I think this is my, this is what I've been really thinking over a lot the last few days since this leak came out of, uh, and we'll get back on track. Don't worry. We're just taking a slight detour with Miss Marvel here because she's such an integral piece of the meta. She's your most played card. She is my most played card. Look at that. She's um, probably, do we, oh, maybe we should, what's the snap.fan? Do they still show the most played cards for the, like their tracker? I think they do. While you're pulling Okay, that, I'll find that. You, you go on your point and I'll find so, it for us. There's either the 4-4 four, four adds 4 to each lane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the one I personally like more, make her a 5-5. Five, five. Oh. And that's it. That's it. Because now she's a 5-15, which is a fucking good rate. Really is. Here's no, it a, is. That's the thing. Is her stat line why... makes sense for a four-cost card. The thing is that I like more cheaper cards. I just enjoy the more dynamic, like play lots of combos rather than my one big piece in general as like game yeah, philosophy. Sure. But I under I understand exactly where you're coming from. Miss like, uh, Marvel still has great for the stats. the Go view. Shang Chi has been the most seen over the last season. Then Jeff. Oh. Then Forge. Then Miss Marvel. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, also, by the way, uh, just want to say, Spotlight Cash is seen to be working if Jeff is up there as a Series 5 card with one of the most seen cards in the entire game. Just saying. Yep. So yeah, let's get back on course with these new cards. Uh, real quick. So wait, we, I, we were we talking did... about Kyara, where she fits in. We both yeah. like her. We think that she's going to have staying potential in the meta. Where do you feel about Scar? Is he's definitely not the Loki or Ms. Marvel hotshot battle pass card. Um he feels a little bit more like the Sebastian Shaw level. So you said earlier when we were t- when you were talking about Scar a little bit, you were saying that you felt that he was a little clunky. Um yep. Where do you feel he's clunky? Have you tried him in the all-in just Moon Girl Haiva deck that's going around at the moment, or are you talking about like how like you're plugging him into Thanos, like I've seen people do? Like, where have you been trying him where he feels clunky, and why does he feel clunky? He feels clunky in everything, mm. <laughs> and I have played him in most things. I have not done too much with Black Knight yet. I was playing him in a bounce move deck where he was like my high my high end after I've gotten move like human torch up high. I played him in a Shuri deck where it was like a Zabu efficiency deck that was meant to put down a lot of 10 costs to make him really cheap. Wasn't great. I played him in Thanos um, with Lockjaw. I played him in Thor Lockjaw because Thor also hits 10. Um, didn't love him there. And I played him a little bit in the high evolutionary, but not not a super ton. It's the Moon Girl High Evolutionary that's on top right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. I just feel like She-Hulk is better than him in that deck. Well, you're running both. Yeah. But like, so you could get like him and two She-Hulks. What's the, what's the golden draw? So there have been games. What's the golden draw that includes Scar? So there have been games where I've had. You get like Sunspot or whatever down, right? And then yeah. uh, you Moon Girl a hand that gives you two of him, two of She-Hulk. Yeah. And then, um, the, but you have to you have to magic on three is the key thing. You need yes. that extra turn. Because then on four or on five, you can float 
on six, you can play your two She-Hulks. Oh, so you don't leech anymore. That's the thing. Like, okay. And um, so like not being able to leech is, is a, is a hit. I will acknowledge. Um, but yeah, in order to get multiple of him down, you need like the multiple She-Hulks. Uh, I've seen some okay. people float Makes around sense. the idea of like running Zabu just so you can get Moon Girl on three and then you can wow. float on four, uh, she Hulk, double she Hulk on five, float one, let your Hulk grow. Um, and then you can still have the option of either still pivoting to double scar or scar plus something or Hulk and just call it a day. Like it's, Oh boy. That's See, that's the thing is I feel like, one. I feel like what you're describing is clunky. Like I would use clunky right. to describe that as opposed to like when the version that just runs um leech exists like when you could play that instead it just feels like not that much different right and it sounds like a lot of effort to get the scar to be cheap enough to be better than leech and oftentimes you don't want priority that's why leech is also kind of good because you're building up a single lane with like sunspot nebula things like that um also, we're not even talking about like where Kyra fits in these curves too. Because like, you want her if you're playing She Hulk's early, right? Yeah. So I, I will admit there's clunkiness. However, to play devil's advocate, where there is clunkiness, there is the opportunity of flexibility at the same time. And Scar has proven to be fairly flexible in the games I've played, where you're able to play him in different instances. Now, is it perfect? No, it's absolutely not perfect. And I think that. That li- I think there's going to be two versions of uh, of um, like the Haivo Hulk list going around. I think there's going to be an all in version that becomes more refined and figures out how to make Scar more consistent. And there's like just all the Jolly Green Men, right, kind of thing. And then there's going to yes. be like the more traditional one that probably just doesn't play him at all and goes back to Leech because there is something about Leech again being only three power allowing you to throw priority because we're not seeing a whole lot of Eliath at the moment, which I think is incorrect, by the way. Let me let me say that real quick. If you're not playing Eliath, I think maybe you kind of want to uh, currently, but whatever. Um, so you play Leech, he's only three power, allows you to throw priority, not worry about Shang-Chi too much. If they want to focus on killing your Sunspot or like, you know, whatever with uh, Shadow King, whatever, that's fine. You can go yeah, still yeah. do your She-Hulk, She-Hulk, whatever. So, well, this is our... This is our back in my day moment for Snap when Sarah Miracle was the only thing worth playing. You played Leech to counter it. So right. when Sarah's and coming back, like Leech what, is the predator. That's what he does right now. And uh, like Leech is so good right now that I, uh, Lambie posted his deck list for Ronan a week ago. And I was like, me too, because we're both running Leech in yeah. the deck. And that's, that's really good. It's really good to run Leech at the moment. Um, if you can make it work within reason for a deck, uh, it's just, I, I, I was tempted to run him in Thanos again, but it's like, when, like, you're off lockjaw. That's when I don't like Thanos or lockjaw and Thanos anymore. Really? I still don't. That seems yeah. to be what everyone else is playing him in is that you, you're running lockjaw and Thanos now. It seems weird. It seems odd to me. Uh, it feels pretty good when it works. I'll tell you that. Sure. I mean, I mean every deck feels good when it works. So how often does it work? Lockjaw especially, though, feels good when it works. 
You run Envision, Bluestone, like the deck was built for it, man. True, but it it only goes one stone at a time still. Yep. Uh, I don't know. There's a little awkwardness with it at times when I've played it. So I don't know. I, I, I like just the raw ramp out Professor X blob thing still. I think that's still the best thing you could be doing. I think the lockjaw thing is just gravy, but Scar overall also going in Thanos decks lately from what I've seen. Uh, yep. I will I will agree with you. He has some clunkiness, but I think he has potential to be very flexible uh, when... Okay, remember what I talked about, Nico? And I said, she's a card that you have to be okay with not playing on the turn you want to play her or just not playing at all that game if you've missed the opportunity for her. But that doesn't make her a bad card. In fact, it's going to make the games you do play her all the more impactful and why she's going to be a good card. Yes. Okay. I we feel like Scar is similar to that. And that's same. Yeah. Not, not quite the same level as Nico, of course. We're actually not even close to the same level as Nico. Let's be honest. She's a one drop. She is the epitome of flexibility. But Scar, I think you have to look at it as a card of like, sometimes you'll play him. Sometimes you won't. But when you when you need the extra 11 power somewhere and he fits for that turn, you're going to be pretty happy about him, I would imagine. Especially if he's reducing cost. Because I envision like so, having, you know, ramp out a, like let's say you time stone, ramp out yep. on uh, on either four um, or five, I guess. But let's say four and you do like uh, uh, Doc Ock. There's 10 power right there, right? Cool. He's now four cost. Turn five, you just slam down a uh, Devil Dino. Now he's a two cost. So, now you have a 211 on turn six. You can either pivot and just be like, I'm just going to blob and call it a day. Or maybe you need to spread your power a bit more and his flexibility comes into shine and you're like, okay, now I can play him plus some stones to maintain the size of my, you know, devil dino and stuff like that. Like, I think he has that ability. That's that's where I look at him at. But I will, I will admit and, and acknowledge that he has a bit of clunkiness to him, which, I mean, he's the son of Hulk, so of course he will. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not necessarily a change that I want to see to him right away. Um, he's one of those cards that inevitably gets better as you get more card releases, and mm. such as Valentine's Day, we're getting Cull Obsidian. <laughs> what a Valentine's Day special, a 410 for that Thanos deck that's indestructible. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the deck will continue to find more tools for him. The more cheap tools you can get on this guy, the better. I was even trying Forge into Gladiator. Dirty little, dirty little move. I think there is something to an Elsa buffing of vision. I'm not just quite sure what it is. Also, I love the idea of his decks being something that would use a Taskmaster on curve to make sure that they get multiple tens. It's just like yeah. some cool ideas. And not quite if turned into a, deck a, a like butter his, deck yet. Yeah, if you're doing a deck like his and you're playing Taskmaster as that option as well, that does give you the flexibility in Taskmaster to just be like, can you get a blob out early and then Taskmaster yes. the blob too? So you have yes. you know multiple pivot points there, so I like that. And with Kyera, your blob is invincible if you play it early, so let's right. go. Yeah, <laughs> and so then I, we have like for, uh, yeah, Celine, right, for completionist purposes. Right. She released the last season as the next key to junk has been 
fairly successful in junk. I don't know. I feel like junk just wants really gets away with just playing hood and uh, sentry, but um, Selene is nice, especially the turn six Selene plus Annihilus is like, yeah, take this little negative one. So I yeah. like her. Yeah, I like her quite a bit. Um, I haven't quite found what I like with her yet. Um, like I've tried she was a bunch not she was not quite as good or as like this is the new era of junk mm -hmm. as I was hoping. Yeah, I, I I am still of the suspicion, um, especially after these uh, new patch notes that are going to come out. Annihilus dies. Spoilers. I don't think he dies. I think he's still a very good card. He's um, a 5-5, five five, though. That hurts that's fine. a lot. Yeah, that, sure. I think that's a bit heavy-handed, but his ability is still amazing. Um, I will say I do think that uh, she's probably best in Galactus. I still kind of feel that way. Oh, that's a gross guns. deck. Gross oh. deck. Don't you dare say that. The comments are gonna burn us, Brad. We don't we're not gonna talk about that deck. We're gonna move on now. <laughs> we have our are we gonna go all in on the patch notes now? Uh, and finish with roadmap. Yeah, let's let's do the patch notes. Let me let's do it. We've talked around me, it. Uh, we already had Ms. Marvel in depth. She was I mean, obviously as a meta highlight, one of the most played cards. Um gonna be very interesting to see the extra brain power needed to play her. I think that all the decks will still play her. Um, but we have some broad sweeping changes to some other meta mainstays. Finally, the Loki nerf. Which is an interesting one. Uh, it's it is. very subtle, but it does a lot. Which I, I have. Okay, it's very it's subtle. A, it's moments like this where I have to tip my cap to Glenn over there in the corner and the entire team at Second Dinner for the balance and design team of making these changes that are a bit outside the box of what everyone else is calling for or thinking of that completely right. change a card without actually changing the card, you know? Because the community's thought has been like, make him a 4-0, make him not discount one costs, other stuff like this, right? Right. And they went a very different route. Yes, yeah, so the old one, of course, is a 4-5 unrevealed replace your hand with cards from your opponent's starting deck. Give them minus one cost. Everything there is the same except two things. One, he's a 4-6, and rather than replace, transform your hand into yep. cards from your opponent's starting deck. So that changes entirely the interaction with Collector. No longer does Collector gain power off of this big seven-card swap in hand from Loki. It just stays the same. Because of, Which you know, is it's, like, it's like Spider-Ham. When Spider-Ham turns Iron Man into a pig, yeah. it's still Iron Man underneath that pig. So nothing changed. Like that would be like because like if you have collector on the board, Spider-Ham doesn't buff your collector. This is the same yep. thing. Exactly, so I, exactly. I like so it. it's it's a huge nerf, of course, which is why they're actually giving Loki the four six stat line now. Mm-hmm. I Man. think they could have gone back to 3-5, honestly, with this. That would be very interesting. I think it could have. 
because your value is so much more on just now you have to use this hodgepodge of cards rather than Loki is an engine for my good collector deck. Right. I think I think the Loki decks will still run collector. Yeah, because you're still just running because, your Snow Guard, Maria Hill, yeah. like your yeah. agents and stuff like that. Um, I, th- I think you're still running an, and probably even still the bounce package as well, like Falcon and Beast. So you're still running right. enough things to still grow Collector organically in that regard. It's just now Collector's going to probably cap out around 6 or 7 power as opposed to like 12, 13 power, which in some instances could be nice. Uh, Doesn't get hit by Shang. True. Um, this might have a ripple effect of um, maybe Shadow King's usage goes down a teeny bit uh i'm not seeing any shadow king right now so i don't know how much we're gonna see there but yeah like uh high evil loki was yeah true loki was becoming an art of keeping your collector under 10 until like the very end um which was really interesting to watch players who were at a high skill level dance around because they could do it and it was it was very aggravating when they would but um man it's going to be tough to see. I think this is kind of a wait and buff the deck later kind of moment or see if something else coming out helps it along because that collector power nerf is pretty big hit and that flexibility of like, I play Loki final turn just for collector is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the other thing too. So I my initial gut to like my gut feel for this makes me think that the deck is still really good in the hands of people that know how to play the deck. Like if you're a top player in the world, like a Lambie, you're still, I think really well positioned. If you want to bring this to a tournament and win the whole thing, even with this nerf, like I, I think the ability of, which seems to be what Lambie does all the time, guys. True. Um, and it's not just Lamb, of course. I, I think people above skill level are, are above average, right? Um, and towards that higher point of like they make infinite pretty much every season and they, you know, they make deep runs in infinity conquest and stuff like that. I think you're still going to find those players being very good with this deck and still win a lot. Because again, at the end of the day, Collector is still going to be probably a 2 5, 2 6, which is above rate. So, yeah. I think I think the only thing is with this hit in com- combination with Werewolf kind of not being in the deck anymore. Um, where do they add their power? Do they run something like Gladiator now just to get that extra power? Do they run Maximus now just to get that extra little power? I think that's the other thing. That's what they need to look at because um, maybe they don't go all in on the generate stuff in hand. Like maybe they don't run like agent plus uh, snow guard, right? They, or uh, maybe they run like Legion now to be flexible with locations as well. And stuff like that too, at the top end. Uh, may, I don't know. We'll, so we'll see. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be refreshing to have the deck taken down a peg. I think. Yeah. I think that, I think that's fine. Uh, next one is uh, Miss Marvel, which I could not resist using this picture. It's so funny. Yep, it's uh, so good. Miss Marvel, like we talked about earlier, same thing, going from 
one card in each lane buffing to five now you need two of different uh unique costs and this just provides the you know the reasoning behind it uh, they don't like how well she kind of worked with professor x was an example given here um and so i guess this is again uh, uh, another wait and see kind of like you said loki uh wait and see if you need to buff it this is a wait and see if you need to continuously nerf it which i think you're in the camp of yes yep. you, you want i am to. i am I think a five five would be fine. The five five, it would, it would, it would be a very different play pattern. But she has the uh, the power level <clears throat> to justify it for sure. Right. But yeah, I mean, she's she's been fun, but at this point, she's starting to overstay her welcome. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to wonder if the amount of like echo and enchantress is correct in the meta like do you think people should just be playing more of that because that's what that is why i think this card is way too strong because if it's ever correct to run echo slash enchantress it's like something is wrong with the meta almost man i mean you got blob too like hey kyra says i can't shunk oh wait no blob's uh, ongoing doesn't go away so you could shadow king is still you can shadow king and enchantress blob if you want to yes you can shadow king the blob still um what is have you seen the rogue blob moves (laughs) people who are early blobbing get rogued and then rogue takes the on reveal as well as the um ongoing that's funny why would you ever rogue blob (laughs) Because he's there, then you needed sure. power. <clears throat> I guess so. my my situation was like the one in a million weird world. He played my blob. I had the deck for it. He had a small blob because he didn't. I roged. I got to use my own blob. Wrecked him. It was quite funny, but actually brilliant for him to do because in weird world, if you blob, the opponent no longer draws because you still you're drawing from their deck and you destroyed your deck. It's like it was the the mind games on mind games. That's another card that I guess we should probably t- touch on at some point. Is a lot of people yeah, a notable omission is Blob not <clears throat> being changed. Uh, well, they had to uh, lock this in like before like the holidays and stuff. So Yeah, but they've sneaked OTA changes into things before, and Blob <laughs> is still kind of like, I'm a 6'4", man, with the same ability. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Now, if the change ends up needing to be like he only hits a couple cards, like a certain number of cards off the deck, then that, that would have to be a full patch and they'd have to have a full lead time for it, right? Time to test it, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, for now, Miss Marvel is going to be slightly more difficult to get her to go off, but Teddy here thinks it's not going to be enough. No. And here's the card that you think was murdered. Uh, it's Annihilus. So it's... Part of it is like this is deja vu to uh, Collector taking the bullet for Loki. This is like mm. a Nihilus taking the bullet for a Nihilus sentry combo being too good. I think that a Nihilus sentry is just insane, but a Nihilus with like anything else is not. Like a Nihilus with anything else is fine to me. You can leave that. I was really surprised that they didn't change sentry. <laughs> Yeah, would you rather see Sentry? Well, here's the thing. Changing Sentry is a double-edged sword because you make him weaker and therefore the Void weaker. Well, now he's making Shang-Chi'd. Yeah, but you have to bring him all the way down to like 8 or 7. 
I think a four seven is like way too bad. Four Eight. seven when both Annihilus and Viper are cards, though. Yeah, I do think that it trivializes it. It does away with the game pattern of I block the void spawning to be able to get the good stats, and it means you have to be able to make productive use of the void. But when you make productive <clears throat> use of the void, it's still insanely stat efficient. So. Nihilus is getting changed from a 5-7. Cards with zero or less power switch sides, destroy those that can't, to a 5-5, and only cards with power below zero get switched over. So if you're a big fan of debris in your junk decks with Nihilus, uh, unfortunately, that's not going to work as it used to. However, I, I know what you're going to yeah, say. Right. Typhoid Mary. Yep. Typhoid Mary. Or oh, Hasbro no, I was going to say Yellow Jacket. Oh, Yellow Jacket. That's great. Uh, I like Typhoid Mary. You know why? Because it's an ongoing so it doesn't make them negative one forever. So when you yeah. send them over, if you were in the mirror for some reason and they, they can't annihilate the stones back because they're zero once they go on the opponent's side of the board. Fair, fair. And that's in the fa- mirror, it's, it's though. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting. It's kind of cute. I probably am a little more on the yellow jacket side of that one. I don't know. Yellow jacket I, you can use to like egg on. If you have Celine Hood in the same lane as well, it's like, have some more. Here's what I think. You just don't run debris at all. You mm-hmm. don't. I think the debris version yeah, was always the worst version of these. The best so. version of Annihilus decks are always where because you're just running Annihilus, Sentry, and Hood. The thing is, if you high rolled a perfect draw with debris and locked the opponent out, it's low cube game. Exactly. They know the game is over too early. And so, even if like that was a pretty competitive like a good win rate it's a even lower cube rate than any other deck with that win rate if that makes sense no yeah and like with annihilus and like the sentry package it's a toss-up of like okay i could still win this game if they don't have annihilus they haven't Uh snapped we're in for four cubes they haven't snapped to make eight cubes that makes me want to stay in like that kind of thing. and then Oh, Nihilus. Of course he had it. Why would I do this? I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Yeah. And you're, then your opponent's like going like snap, snap, snap. Yeah, because yeah. You, Oh, you snap no, no. Don't even bring up the... <laughs> don't even bring up the BM. You, it's so... Ever, no, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying BM from the Nihilus player. I'm saying BM from the opponent that lost. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you ever had it where you don't snap in a in a, in a winning line? and you beat your opponent, and they spam snap at you a few times, asking, essentially, why didn't you snap? You've never had that? I've never seen that one. I've had that a lot. I get people who spam it against me, like, when they don't snap, which feels really dumb, but... Well, what what a snap you guys This is my fix. This is my fix to all BM, man, is a little rematch button. If I could throw rematch against any of these guys i don't think people are talking smack you can you can be them all you want it's real easy when you're just walking away if there was a i think a rematch button honestly would be super fun though here's the way you get rid of bm okay i'll take it a step further not only do you get a rematch button the second you start bming your camera turns on and you show up on the field (laughs) (laughs) your address pulls up across the screen you 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 dox yourself essentially yeah yeah there you go. All uh, the information you gave to Second Dinner is displayed. Yeah. Uh, I think Annihilus is still good. I know a 5-5 is a huge hit for the, the on-rate yes. ability. But in context with Hood, 
with your girl Celine, with Sentry, of course, he's really on average still going to be like a 515 when you send over that Sentry. Even if you don't send it over just by destroying it on your side, he generated an extra 10 power on your side anyway. Um, Right, which gets into a more complicated conversation. Let me go back a little bit. He's not a 515 if he sends him over. He's a 525. So that's the thing. I think he's still good in those shells where you're just running that. And I think the power below zero ultimately does nearly nothing for that portion of it. Yeah, the main nerf is two off of his power, which hurts. And I think the secondary yeah. nerf, which I did touch on before, is that Ms. Marvel is getting played in most of these top-level junk decks. And the junk deck, after Annihilus goes off, actually doesn't have too many cards on the board. They're yeah. giving away so much stuff that proccing the two cards is a one of the more challenging decks to get it off. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with like that. I'm going to have to kind of try to map out with my lockdown version of the deck with like professor x and stuff i'm gonna have to figure right because it out. you have Maybe 13 have energy to you have 13 energy tied up with just sentry ms marvel and annihilus and that will only leave you with well it'll leave you with three cards on the board but mm. it's like got to be really mindful if i'm playing into this lane i'm playing into this lane and then if they shang the sentry which is very easy to do it's like eh. I wish, because uh, I, I, it makes sense in my brain. Hear me out. I wish I could play Ravona in this lockdown deck and Ravona worked with Sentry. My reasoning is because in hand... He's a net zero. He's a net zero because the Void's inside with him in hand. So in yeah, hand, yeah. he's a four zero. On board, when the Void separates, he grows to 10 and the negative 10 goes away. Like that makes sense there we to, go. in my brain, You see right? his inner struggle take place in a, a <laughs> thrilling vista and then he splits into the hero and the villain. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's going to be in Thunderbolts. Yeah, too bad uh, Steven Yun is not going to be playing him anymore. Or not too bad, depending on your opinion on that casting. I liked it. I like Steven Yun a lot. <laughs> I think he's great. Uh, I've I heard saw... some pretty exciting rumors on who could be next. I guess the most exciting one being the guy who's playing Jagreacher right now. And I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thad. That would that would pop. Thaddeus from uh, Blue Mountain State. Did you ever watch that show? Nope. He was one of the jock. Uh, he was a middle linebacker for a football team. That's the whole show's about. It's like uh, yep. it was on Spike TV, old Spike TV that had like Mansers and shit, like just just ridiculous, thousand ways to die, deadliest warrior. It was one of those shows. Um, yeah, it was funny. It's not aged well. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I tried to watch. Very it. few of these comedies have. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would like to see. Um, uh, the the one dude from the bear, <laughs> do it. <laughs> I mean, my dream casting is Cavill because Sentry is basically Marvel Superman, which would be like the the best thing for them to oh, cast. Actually, is Cavill Superman. does look great in a wig. We've seen him in yes. The Witcher, so give him a blonde oh, yeah. wig instead, and he'd pull it off. Yeah, Boom. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, That'd be great. All and right. I think that he's the kind of person that if he was like, "Hey, you could join Marvel now," he'd be like. I will. <laughs> He's not saying no. It's just done if they want to get him. So Dracula. Right. How much they want to pay for him too. Yeah. Dracula is an interesting one because with the Chavez change, they hurt his deck. I don't. Yeah. the This change for one is like, 
meh. And then at the end of the game, discard a card from your hand to gain its power. So it'll be one stronger under normal situations. But I actually genuinely like situations where I would de- have Dracula in a position where he could be debuffed and then shake off the debuffs at the end. So he was yep. like what I was putting against Cyclops, up against Jodenheim. And yep. I, even I saw some really clever play of using Yellow Jacket. We've talked about Yellow Jacket way more in this episode than ever before, <laughs> where you would play Dracula in Yellow Jacket because Dracula didn't care. Right. Yeah, I, I don't like this change for the reasons you just said. I like it needs that to be, utility. It needs to be like a 4-4 four, four or a 4-5 What if, if they're going to do this. What if they're going to... That or if they're gonna do this, keep it. This card has its power plus one. Thank you. Yeah, like that's that's all you have to do. Like that's yep. Write it into the ability instead of the stat line. Starts exactly. as a four zero. Um, yeah, and I mean he's still in the range of being destroyed by um, Lady, Lady Deathstrike, Death which is what you want as a little bit of a control option. Uh, discard is in an interesting spot. I was talking about this a little bit on my stream. The non Black Knight discard, the Black Knight discard's in a <laughs> disgusting spot. The non Black Knight discard, that's like the Apocalypse and Swarm, is tough because if you look at the suite of cards, it has everything it wants. It has a bunch of targeted discards, it has multiple engine cards, it has control out of discarding opponents' cards, out of destroying opponents' cards. It just doesn't have the stats or consistency to keep up with what the rest of the meta is. And so it's like every single discard card could go up by one point or something. Um, but then they probably just get put into other shells rather than run in their own deck. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think I think it's one of those things where, um, yes, the Chavez change, of course, hurt this deck. But I haven't seen anyone genuinely try to test out the new Shavalist version of the deck and try to think outside the box or do different things. Like we've seen, you know, Ghost Rider be really good in the Black Knight deck. Is there a space for Ghost Rider in this deck? Is there space to bring back in Gambit and stuff like that? Maybe do Wong stuff again. Like I, I think it's just the lack of willingness to play test because players are so interested in well, what's the best deck now that this change has happened now that Chavez can't play be played in this deck what's the best deck that i can play and switch to rather than how do we improve this deck that just took a hit they don't want to do that most players don't and i understand that i get it but i think maybe we as creators need to do a better job of doing that play testing. well it's also on both ends right on the one side you lost a key piece in chavez and on the other side you see that by January 17th, I have Meek, a one cost that will gain one power per card I destroy. Yeah. And then on February 21st, I have Corvus Glaive, a I... three cost Hell Cow that will give me max, max energy. Okay, that's not one per the next turn. That's for the rest of the game. And then you also get Proxima Midnight. When this is discarded, it jumps to your lowest power okay. location that is not full. So, so let me ask you with the the max energy thing yeah how good is that in discard in discard is good in discard really because like what's your your curve think about your even with meek being thrown in the mix as an extra one cost to kind of fit in in certain of these awkward yeah, yeah. spots your curve's a little weird like it's very much that like that is like one of the most on curve 
jam your stuff out that cost exactly what you needed to be each turn type of decks that have ever existed in snap it's very efficient in that regard so i've always found like it was like the thing we talked about with x23 when she came out i yep. didn't find her interesting at all in discard because what are you doing with that plus one energy like you're there's not a whole lot of wiggle room of that flexibility that you can make super great use of it now i will gladly you know forfeit the idea of there being a build that finds that right but based on what we've currently seen with discard and different versions we've had in the past even with meek coming to the fold i struggle to find the real genuine use of that extra one energy a turn yeah i think it's just being able to play stuff around the edges to cultivate the hand so that you have remaining in hand the cards that you really want to discard you could run something like Wong Blade on the next turn. Mm -hmm. He hits like Apocalypse or Swarm Swarm. And then you roll into Modok after having cultivated that. You could play something. What? I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but you, I just yeah, thought yeah. of this. You're, you're, cult, you're trying to cultivate this great game plan around your extra energy. Got to remember one thing. It's a random discard. You might be discarding your Blade. You might be discarding your Wong. So does that yep. make it worth it to run? Right. I think that it also could just be that you run Sunspot. That was a card that I would run in yeah. my discard like seasons and seasons ago instead of Nebula. Um, I was doing tricks with like, um, I was playing Storm as well. And I just found that there were times where I was passing because I discarded the wrong stuff or I was waiting for the combo of Modok into the final turn to actually happen. And so if you just have that extra power on Sunspot, it can work out. Wait, you can just do that now. Because think yeah. about it, what was the biggest hit to draw to Dracula in particular with this deck losing Chavez? The fact that now you don't have the guaranteed six drop to play to make use of your yep. energy on turn six, to where you can just get a six nine down, play your swarms, and then this this discards uh, Apoc. Well, you could still do that with Sunspot by playing Swarm Swarm, or however many you were able to generate, and then play nothing else, float the yeah, six. Full pass grow sunspot by six it's not a six yeah. nine it's a six six though essentially uh and exactly. then you, this still hits apox maybe that might be the way to go about it now it could be well let's go on to the next one we got angel uh just gonna do real he, quick uh he uh, he flies out of your hand now instead of just your deck that's it that's the change he's still a one two uh he's still not gonna be played in any destroy deck that does genuinely well i'm gonna tell you that right now I really don't think this makes a difference at all, except for the early play. Um, if you yeah. have this variant okay, of Angel, you love. Okay, hear me out, Brad. Sure. I got, I'm cooking, okay? Okay, You cook. play Scar and Destroy. And if you use Angel, it's a little bit more likely that you could get a Death on 5. You can have a big Venom on the other lane, and then Scar's cheap. That's what I got for you. Okay. What are you cutting for these two cards, Angel and Scar? Angel and Scar, probably like the Deadpool side of the deck. You bringing back Squirrel Girl for your Killmonger, really guarantee Ooh, your hit for bring death? Bringing back the Squirrel Girl, let's go. It's going to be Death Wave again. Just maybe uh, without the Death Wave. <laughs> yeah. I guess. No, yeah, I don't think that it gets much play, but it is nice. And it's a little insulting that Mbaku didn't get the same change. I think the difference is M'Baku is guaranteed to be a free 
at the end of the game if that's the case where this you still have to put an energy to get this output you don't put an energy oh you're saying yeah you have to combo to destroy something that's how it comes out yeah rather yeah, than umbaku is just play something actively okay, okay. that triggers this where umbaku genuinely you just play your game normally whether he's in in hand or in deck he's a free o2 somewhere on the board at the end of the game that's why yeah. i don't think they're ever going to give the umbaku or the angel treatment i guess to umbaku which gotcha. i kind of agree with I'm still waiting for a card that would be able to return a card to the deck. Mm. And if you like had synergy like with bounce, like taking on the power of the card return, like you could play Umbaku on one, and then on two, I could play something that would double its power or like consume Umbaku's power, but then send Umbaku back to the deck so he could come out for free later. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, forge, forge into Umbaku on top of Lockjaw. There you go, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> Get to cooking. Uh, next, we have Quake. This is one that I'm super excited for. She's now a 2-3 on reveal. Swap the positions of the other two locations. Going to be really cool with locations like Bar with No Name um, or you know uh, Luke's Bar. Uh, a lot of the, like, the destroy locations and stuff like that. It's just going to make it so you have the ability to sneak into certain things or really alter the way the game is being played. It's like a Scarlet Witch with a little with i mean with a lot, a lot less rng i guess the ceiling isn't as high as scarlet witch because you can high roll into something really stupid that just wins you the game but also the floor is higher than this because you could also scarlet witch hit bar with no name and lose that that one instead like so i i like this change a lot i think this is awesome everyone's waiting for the next legion i feel like we haven't had that card materialize quite yet is it's been it's been forecasted before but it hasn't quite happened and it, people are like is this the next legion that location manipulation that ends up being so good and at a two cost is really easy to fit into almost any deck yeah it's exciting now I don't know what the next legion is. interaction of play so if i play her to a location that would destroy her she will move but then still die right well, no, no, no. Because no. she was. You, if you play her a location that will destroy her, that mm -hmm. location stays. The other adjacent locations, the other two, oh, right, right, right. switch. So yes. she dies in that regard. Yes. Uh, this is more so, I think, of like a late game push of like your opponent has been really like. Let's say you play. Let's say you play her in like a Sarah control list that's floating around now, right? And you're playing like Gladiator yep. Maximus kind of thing. And yeah, your yeah. opponent's been able to sneak a Jeff into that, you know, uh, Death Domain early on. Well, you just go Quake, uh, swap those around, and then on that same turn, you play like your Gladiator or whatever on the Destimane spot. Quake flips, changes it around, and then you can your Gladiator lives, right? And they weren't expecting you to have a card there or whatever. Like, stuff like that is what I'm thinking of with this card. Um, yeah, I hate to be too much of a naysayer, but I don't think she's what you want. So much of the location manipulating cards value comes from fully getting rid of locations. Um, and she will not fully get rid of a location. She'll be able to play some really cube gaming, cube gaining games with locations where you're able to trick the opponent and flip over their battle plan. But in times where just the location existing in the game is hurting your deck, uh, you can't get around it. You can't we'll get rid of Limbo. Yeah. You can't get rid of Flooding. It's still going to lock something well, down. Hold on. Hold on. 
sure it's going to lock something down. But I think with flooding, this is still going to be very good because then you gain access to that lane again and you lock down another lane that yep. you might have already been winning that they've thrown away. That doesn't really like so like that. You I might think... have. Here's the thing: is like the modern storm decks have so many ways to get back. Often right. they'll do like storm and then nothing less left over there and just play elsewhere. And then it's like, oh, it's going to be a vision later or a Doctor Doom bot mm -hmm. or a Ms. Marvel, except whatever you know. So we'll see. I I would love for her to be good. I I would love to be wrong here, but I'm going to stick to the Scarlet Witch and play on your limbo on six. We'll see. I, I think this is going to be better than you think. I don't think it's quite going to be Legion, of course, because Legion can manipulate the lane itself rather than yeah. uh, swap it around. But I think this is going to be pretty good. I'm excited to try it out. And a 1-3 with Sarah down, like that could be a, a nice late game ex little extra card to fit in there. For it's Sarah true, it's true. That's the other element, right, is Legion would repeat the location spawning effects, whereas right. she's just going to move them and any, like the on-reveal location effects won't trigger again. Well, now we got Kingpin. He's uh, taking a Let's huge go. switch. Let's go! Um, Just so, in time for the show. Yeah. Uh, so going from a 3-4, when a card moves here on turn 6, destroy it, to a 2-3, when an enemy card moves here, so now it's a one-sided effect, no longer affects your own cards, afflict it with negative 2 power. It's not on the screen here, but also... Uh, in this patch note, they top off Fisk Tower. It's getting the yep. same effect, but minus four power. So please still have the shotgun. I, if I they hope cut so. the shotgun, I might quit. That's, snap. That's one of the best. I, I'm on that level in the entire game. Um, it's but... so satisfying. Yeah. So uh, I have one thing to say about this card. It's going to be amazing with Craven because it's a it's a negative four or it's a four power swing every time you move something in the same lane. With yeah, you. Craven. Do you want him on the same lane? Do you diversify targets? You get the Spider-Man pull. Right. You get the Polaris pull. It's going to be amazing with flipping Hercules because Hercules is going to be like, you got debuffed. Get going. And then like, just keep tossing them around, man. You could yeah. toss. You could pull into this guy. He debuffs them. Hercules throws them to your Craven, and you're making so much money. I just love how there are so many Spider-Man themed cards for both the characters of the villain side with Kingpin and Craven, as well as Spider-Man himself, Miles Morales, yes. and Silk, that, and Ghost Spider that all care about move. I think that's so awesome that they all have that tie in together. And I like and this it's, here. It's crucial here. He's now asymmetrical. Um, right. He's only affecting the enemies. You can move around all you want. You're not going to be hurt by him the way that you could be before. Um, he's a 2-3. He's even cheaper. He triggers every single time rather than only on a specific turn. He went from unplayable memory to like, this is a card. And Silky Move could actually come back around because so too, yeah. they had lost the Angela, which was a big deal, right? They needed Angela and Craven. They had other tricks in that old deck that was really overstated. Um, but now with that extra consistency of having a very important card to play down early... What was the Elsa, right? The Elsa nerf as well. Um, so that you're, you're playing and you have both Craven or Kingpin to be able to key off of. It's going to be fun. And then like Magneto, drag them all in. Yeah, this oh, card goes from this a This is what the Hercules, Brad, I'm still on the Hercules. Hercules with this guy, if you Magneto on him, you bring hmm. them all in, debuff <clears> them all, and then send them all back. 
That could be good. It's really funny. And they get sent back randomly, so not even guaranteed yes. to go back to the same spots. So yes. that could disrupt like Miss Marvel shenanigans, it's stuff funny. like that. But yeah, this card goes from a bad combo deck to yeah. a, I think a just a good card. Yeah. I really I'm excited to try it out. Yeah, so Spider-Man and Polaris were kind of just on the bubble of being playable. And now this synergy, I think, means it could be a deck. Especially because it curves so nicely two into three, you know? <clears throat> yeah. All right, and then that's that's the whole thing. There's one more change. It's Miss Marvel. Uh, she's uh, just has a... I'm not. I'm sorry, not Miss Marvel. Uh, America Chavez. She's still a two three. Still does the same thing, but it's just a wording change. It just says now, like the top card of your deck, it's plus two power, as opposed to what the previous wording was. That's it. the The card is still the same. So we'll move on to the last thing, which is the roadmap that Teddy is so wonderfully excited for. <laughs> I am. Because Clans has moved from in concept to in development. Team Teddy is going to be a real thing. You can have the cult of Bradsifer and Team Teddy. Now, we will not be able to battle immediately. The kind of clan competition is still in concept. So, the current iteration of Clans looks like you will have like an extra missions page. I, I'm. This is all hypothetical. I haven't shown us any extra information, but my guess is there's going to be like an extra missions page where the exploits of your clan cumulatively will give you a little bit of rewards throughout a season. Yeah, so just to give a quick rundown of the bullet points, we'll go into what they say specifically with a few of these. Uh, probably not yep. all of them because there's a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. But the quick uh, coming soon is character mastery, albums improvements, in-game events, selectable card effects, and selectable borders, new infinity splits, collectible reactions. And then we have okay. development. Your highlights. You, can we do highlights? Yeah, let's Highlights do here. Um, character mastery just looks like more free stuff. Uh, the in-game yeah. events. They're saying they want to run leagues. So you're going to get paired with a bunch of players your rank into a team and then be in a battle or actually not necessarily a team but just get the the snapshot of like your rank is going to then mm. get to compete against each other for extra rewards depending on how you perform which sounds really cool so you know how it's very rare post infinite to actually play someone like one rank ahead of you or one rank below because that would involve that person being online and queuing at the exact same time right. basically never happens um but you still often hit a lot of the same people on ladder etc cetera, etc cetera. so this is a way to really get the the head-to-head -head rivalries kind of brought out, and I'm pretty excited for that. Yep. And then, of course, selectable card effects and selectable borders, something that people have been asking for forever. Yep. Uh, let me give and a so that, quick like, little the... thing. Yep, go, go for it. Because i got to find it. Anyway. I was going to say that just the, the big, th the heartwarming piece here is that they've listened to the community on this one. It's been something that people have been asking for, and they're delivering, and it just makes me really happy. Yeah, so when it comes to... See if I can pull it up. Um, so here it is. Uh, when it comes to the selectable card effects, selectable borders, Steven says in the Marvel Snap Discord, you will have a new card at the top of your variant selection screen called a custom card for each character. You will be able to pick three characteristics to start. Variant art, 
split combo, and border. Variant art will be selectable based on what variants you own for that character. Split combos will be based on what splits you have received for the variant art you select. For example, if you previously got a gold foil finish plus purple sparkle flare for your art germ carnage, then you can apply gold foil plus purple sparker to your custom card when art germ carnage is selected. We did not include mixing and matching because getting a cool split is an awesome achievement. and We want to remain an awesome achievement. And then border will be selected based on what you have unlocked for the character as a whole. Um, and when it comes to the borders, unfortunately, yeah, so, the rarity is yeah, locked ahead. in. So when you, if you want to use the all gray border for your deck, then right. you're going to have the effect that correlates with that, which is just the full picture, not zoomed in. No, it's you're not going to get like the infinity quality effects on the gray border, and that's the right. same for each one. I wish that aspect was changed. Yeah, that it was just color, right? Because I like the shiny border. I like having the pop out on some of them, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just a little more customization. I think could come in down the line. We'll see. They have other diversity options of what to add in of these extra borders and extra split types. And it is once again important to know that you, if you have noir on one card and then crackle on another one, you cannot combine them. Right. Yeah, you have to have crackle noir on the same split to be able to put it on your custom card. So you still have to hunt the splits that you want, but now you can marry them to whatever card border color you like. I will say, uh, so I I like the idea of keeping these, you know, cool splits as like a cool thing, right? I like the, the keeping that intact. However, one tiny change I would like to make is either let you have the split that has um, that backing. Like they gave the example of like, let's say it's gold crackle and gold back. Cool. Yeah. What if you don't want the gold back? You can either choose to have the gold back or the base back. That's it. You can't, you can't do anything else. You can't give yourself an ink. You can't give yourself a flare because I have plenty of splits where I have the, you know, the, um, like the foil finish or the prism finish. I don't really particularly like on the card. Yeah. Like a great yes. example is I have a white crackle on the ultimate Iceman and it looks great. Yep. However, the finish is, is either foil or prism and you can see Iceman fine, but the car he's stepping out of is just all nonsense. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, their would, choice on what's like, background and what's not is so inconsistent. Right. So yeah. I just want, very simply, I want that white crackle on the base art, no effect on the back. That's all I want. Well, that is it. Or, yeah, yeah, I have the Midnight Suns variants, and I have all my other cards upgraded to orbits. I would love yeah. orbits on the Midnight Suns variants, but I do not want their backgrounds changed. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I just want the like, because we've seen AI have that. That's how you can, or bots. That's how you can tell when you're playing against a bot if yeah. they have like a split with the normal back. You're like, oh, that, yep. and then like, but in their own internal like testing or whatever client they use for Marvel Snap, they have that now because I can see it. Like, because like they'll post images on their social media of it. I know in yeah. beta that was possible, um, but it's not anymore. But I think it looks better than in in most instances. If you don't get inked, you don't get gold. I'd rather have the regular, like especially like things like the Rian Gonzalez Spider Ham, for example, 
all the blue right. and the beautiful colors of the art. Yeah. I don't want that muddied and taken away. I don't want I don't want any of them. I don't want ink. I want gold. I don't want none of them. I just want a nice crackle with the base art. That's it. Yeah. The the card effects rather than the background changes have increasingly been what people are hunting. If you're outside of the noir all gold stuff. But yeah. Yeah. And they are promising that we're gonna get more split options. So I'm hoping that some less dramatic color retouches are coming there are some physical card games that have done really well with like um ice frosted and some other effects that can make them pop a little more but still keep the art a little more true to to normal so we've got some cool stuff coming uh, real quick just character mastery is just you're good at you unlock emotes is the first thing they're gonna show so here's goose and here's not even emotes, they're reactions. So when you interact yes. with an opponent's card, your card, or locations, you can see like the little onion for the secondary thing. Yeah, that's cool and cute. Um, but then you, <laughs> you can, can you can use this once before your opponent mutes you to show off how much you've mastered this character. Yeah, uh, I, with the thing I was saying about it earlier when I did a little video on this, um, the reason I like this is because. It reminds me of other games like Overwatch, like Call of Duty, like stuff like that, where you have you have the game where you're obviously trying to play each game and just win as you go, and you can have an overarching thing. You level up, go to infinite or whatever, but then you have the game within the game. Like Call of Duty, yeah. a big thing is grinding for camos on your guns. It gives yep. you something to do and strive for in between the boring aspects of a season, which this is a great thing the to do. The boring so. aspects of shooting people while knees sliding off a wall at 100 miles an hour. I mean, who's, who's yeah. staying entertained by that? But that camo on your gun. No, I get you. I get you. It's it's that personal thing you strive for. Yes, when for it comes sure. To snap, it's just like, if you're the kind of player that goes and just hits infinite and you don't really care about doing anything post-infinite, like you don't care about high leaderboard, you don't care about the conquest stuff, you can grind your masteries for this. Yes. Yes. And you have interesting challenges. I, I think it's a great feature. More quests. I love that stuff. I love it. I wish that they would implement a feature where you could set a reaction that would appear as the card reveals automatically. So each card gets their spotlight moment uh, as they reveal to full screen. If they had just a an, like customizable element there of like when my Jeff pops up, the little hard eyes appear on the corner. And like that's how right. they know that I got mastery. But it doesn't impact like any other moment or look like BM. It's just like the little flare on that moment. Honestly, I'm surprised that we don't have more customization options around the card reveals yeah i you know? feel like that, that makes sense um I was anyway say second dinner i'm uh you, you know how to get to me but <laughs> yeah i think this is a good change uh this is it's cool it's just more stuff uh, everyone loves more stuff uh oh, in yeah. development uh clans they don't really have much to go off of it's just like the they, they, this is the big thing. They say clans are going to be rolled out in phases, allowing them to gather feedback and refine the system along the way. So then stay tuned for yeah. more updates. So that's just, you know, voice your feedback. Don't be a dick. Don't threaten people's lives. If you don't like a thing, just say that and then say what you would like to see. Be civil about it. But it's, and this is like, it. yeah. I think Snap is actually on the cutting edge of the card game genre in a couple aspects um the variable locations the snapping mechanic and if they implement clans well i i don't feel like there are other card games that have a good social aspect in that format 
Oh yeah, they're and so I'm really excited really to see bad. what. Yeah, so I'm really excited um, to see how this comes together. This one I'm a fan of, but I'm also yes. not. So let me kind of say real quick, uh, Booster Vats. Uh, do you dream of picking a character to get boosters after a match? Well, Booster Vats are the new feature geared towards targeting booster acquisition for characters of your choosing. Uh, they come in sizes small to Hulk size, and they ward more and more boosters as the booster vats get larger. You pick the booster vat size you want to use, you pick the character, and then you complete an objective to crack open the booster vat and then collect your booster. So that right there is the portion that I do not like. I wish right. these were just magnets. I just want to make a single card in my deck, Agatha, and just farm all the boosters for that one card. That's it. I yep. know that's not as money whatever for them because they can reset the challenges this gives them a reason to, for players to come back to check their booster fat challenges something like that i get it i know the reason behind it doesn't mean i have to like it um i i don't i don't want to have to do more challenges just for boosters because i already do challenges for things like credits which yeah. is an in-game currency that i i, I actually want to to earn boosters well, are more thing. of a thing of like you need them so yeah, uh, you have uh, in Snap, you have like hundreds of currencies because there's boosters for every single character. I feel I'm getting more and more on the train of there should just universal. be boosters, yeah. a universal booster. You generate a certain number. Now, I know it's cool at the end of the game to see that they were applied to a certain card. That is a fun mechanic. It's unfortunate that would go away. Um, but just giving you universal boosters makes so much more sense to me. Anything, if anything, like anyway. like bring up a little little stat updater every time you get that end game screen. You like get to see how the deck has been performing or something something else to show you at the end of that game. But just yeah, ultimate um, universal boosters, especially if they're going to give us more infinite split combinations to chase, meaning that getting the one you want gets like exponentially harder the more that there are. <laughs> Yeah, we've so. seen one of them leaked. It was the uh, or data mine, I should say. It was the, uh, the the space background split. Which okay, that one I love because it looks like it's just going to rem just take the foreground subject, remove the entire background entirely, replace it with space, and that's the closest thing that I can have to retaining the cool base art with with the foreground of a card and and a cool like a cool effect right also oh, yeah. my favorite card arts in the game are the ones that have space in the background already it yes looks yes. really cool <laughs> so just uh, give me more it. of that please oh yeah uh, and also the collectible borders like i've seen people doing custom borders yeah. like camo and other sick stuff that'd be so be so freaking good uh, i think in, in concept, concept we can probably move pretty fast because yeah. they just don't give us too many details like we said clans is going to be the biggest deal collectible borders coming out we have the vets the event types in-game graveyard nice more of a game log a full game log would have been nice to see but at least the graveyard is uh quite quite nice yeah because a full game log would just be like you know you just go look it's like sokovia discarded this for player this sokovia discarded yeah. this for player that and you'd be like oh thank god because i looked away for apparently you're asking for too much second. there brad yeah, I, dude, I would love to have 
like I can't just be like I want them to show me it because I won't understand it because I'm not a coder or a game developer. I would like to be in a room with someone who is a game developer, has many years of experience, and then they show both that person and I uh, the 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 background of the game engine, the coding, and stuff like that. Because I can only imagine it's a mess. It has to be. It has to be the most hodgepodge mess of fucking shit ever in a game where they can't like they say they say they want to do it all the time they're like it's just too much for us right now it's like how how it's text on a screen that reads the coding that you implemented oh man exactly exactly in concept is a really really short bit they don't even give any explanation around a couple different things that they straight up list um but we get the idea they want to create new modes. They talk about the design process for new modes. They want to have inter-clan or between-clans competition. You don't compete against your clan members. You compete with your clan members against other clans. They're not sure how that kind of competition would look depending on how much it's going to require people to be online at the same time and how much it can be just kind of passive. We'll see where that ends up going. I hope we get some cool in-client tournaments because that would be amazing. Yeah, my my take on the clan competitions is this is that stepping stone. Unfortunately, this is the stepping stone. I wish it was earlier, um, but because this is probably going to come later this year, if it does, or next year, right? If it's all the way in development. Yeah, it's like end of 2024 kind of stuff. Yeah. This, though, could be the stepping stone into let's figure out if we want to do an eSport or genuine tournaments because if we give the ability for the player base to run their own tournaments through clan competitions with one another, then that can give us an idea of like how often it's used, how much it's used, yep. if they're going to be streamed, how much viewership does it have, which they should already be able to look at these things like the tournaments that are run already. But this gives them an actual tool in the app to monitor rather than having some intern go watch Twitch for a week. I will say, as a um, interesting aside here, is that so moving out of card games, but into hero collector mobile game genre, which Marvel Snap has got its toes in, and because there's not really clan competitions in other card games, the hero collector card game, or it's not card game, the hero collector clan competitions have a lot of different creative ways of forcing players to use their entire rosters. Um, so if they find a format that like requires you to play games of like decks with only unique cards, or you can only use cards once, but you have to play multiple games, I think there could be something very creative that they spring on us um, that I'd be open to trying. And then I guess the last thing we can do is real quick, two things we can speculate on. What new game modes are they going to be looking at and what new card draft. mechanics? Okay, besides draft and limited, give me something else. Of course it's going to be draft. Of course it's draft. Okay, it's like I mean 2v2 anything okay, where they cool. change locations, location numbers mm-hmm. um could be really interesting. Oh, something it just, where it's just a ruins mode where there is no it's just all three are ruins and there's no Well, I'm thinking like something changes. like where there's one location with four, one location with eight, um something with you know, something like that, something where one player only has three slots on one location um, and another player like starts with missing a location kind of asymmetrically. So it's like you have four, four, three and your opponent has 
three four four, or I guess offset a little bit. There's like different some interesting stuff they could play around with um, in terms of like board alterations that change your mechanics. Right. I was thinking of like popper and stuff as like a, a good like a format in Magic. It's popper is like you can only use common rarity cards, and that's oh, what the whole about format. A uh, battle royale. How would you do that? You join a, a conquest queue with multiple players, and then it's like you do a ring around the rosy, play different people. Oh, and yeah, and then like the it's like a web of like. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You get to the center. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I, I get you. Um. Maybe. Yeah. Uh. People thought battle royales were going to just be a fad, and they're still going pretty strong. I mean, Fortnite had what, um, like six over 6 million players when the OG thing was out. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, it was probably more than that, actually. But it was like, I need, like, how do you, oh, my God. Like, I even played it when it was doing the OG thing because I was like, I, this is what I played when it first came out. It was fun. I liked it. And, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Okay, so what about mechanics? I've been harping on this deck archetype that is like a uh, return from board to deck synergistic like the whole, you take Umbaku and you multiply for a deck where you have somebody that can play, they return to deck, you have cards that will jump out for free. The other thing is cards that take effects on re- on draw instead of on reveal, which we have a couple things with like passives that activate in hand, but I don't think we have anything that takes like an on reveal effect at the moment of drawing it, um, which I think could be really cool. And also play into that archetype of I wanted to draw this, now I play it, now I try and send it back to draw it again, kind of thing. What was the last time? This isn't this isn't a mechanic or a new mechanic, but it just made me wonder: what was the last card that we got that generated tokens, like on board? Beta Bill. On board, not not oh. like add one to hand. Sentry. Not... Was that the, really the only one so far? I think so. Okay, well, that does not work with Patriots, so. <laughs> oh, it was, well, no, so it was Shanna. That's not tokens. Those are just cards. Right, but it's kind of. It's like Sentry or Shanna, depending on how you categorize Shanna. Well, we haven't gotten like a brood Mr. Sinister card. Do you count? Right. No. No. It's only those two. And Squirrel Girl, I guess you can say is the third. Well, yeah, so you have Squirrel Girl, you have Doctor Doom, and you have Sentry. Yeah. I don't think Sentry counts in that regard. <laughs> but is it, it's a Void is a token. It is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's, it's, it's just, just very different from all the other ones. You don't want to keep it. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of like, because I'm thinking of like all the, I'm trying to look at like other games, right? Like other like yeah. games. And you can't use magic as much of an example because a lot of their things are keywords. Like Island Walk, Swamp Walk, Forest Walk, f- like Flying, Menace all that stuff and that's they also deal with cards fighting each other which is a whole layer that's simplified in snap right so none of those mechanics work in that sense because there's no combat to be had you almost have to look more like gwent right which is also a point race didn't play enough gwent yeah i tried it uh let us know in the comments on this one if you guys have bright ideas for what a full new mechanic could even look like yeah i think snap has covered its bases well i agree 
you know, I also agree in the sense that uh, we've covered our basis pretty well with all of the news we've had today. I think we did a great Longest job. episode of the new year. I don't know about full time, <laughs> but we've had some long ones, especially with yeah. guests. We usually hover around an hour. Uh, so being an hour and a half, you know, you're, you're welcome. very happy or very displeased. But hey, we just gave you two extra trips for your commute to listen to us. Okay. You're welcome. But with that, I think that's everything. Got anything else to share? Any updates? Any new stuff to talk about, Teddy? Ah, we love you guys. I'm going to be trying to put out more content here in the new year. That's our resolution is to get more energy on the channel. So yeah, stay tuned, my friends. Stay tuned. All right. Well, with that, like Teddy said, we do love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you all for the next one. Bye-bye. Don't stop snapping. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast hosted and produced by Brad Sifer and Teddy Ninja, originally created by Michael Thurman.